we're ready to roll. We're ready. Ready. I don't know who's, I can't remember. Is it your turn? Sure. Okay, great. <laughs> Welcome to Happy Hour, a weekly careers podcast where we discuss discuss work life from the perspective of two real people. We're your hosts. <laughs> yes, Brittany. I- I'm Brittany Bowering. And I'm Penny Blackmore. If you like our show, please rate, review, and subscribe. That'd be a real delight. Pew, pew, pew. Penny, how are you doing? Uh, in, the, in the spirit of, of authenticity, I'm pretty tired. Yeah. In my pajamas. Yeah. And I'm fine-ish. Fine-ish. I feel how like that's you? okay right now. That's okay right now. Fine-ish mm-hmm. is pretty good. Um, I am feeling these days... Um, also in the spirit of being authentic, I'm feeling quite old. Um, I threw out my neck yesterday morning, literally not doing anything. I actually was getting out of bed. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's the, kind of the usual time, isn't it? In the morning when it happens. But I just kind of like moved my neck in a weird place. And then it was like, whoosh, no, you don't. And then I had this horrible neck pain all day. Um, and then that same day... Um, I was uh, on client calls and I had a couple of calls with a uh, couple of youngsters on Ooh. the uh, on the team, on the client team. <laughs> and, uh, and sorry, not even in calls. We were just messaging back and forth. And they're using all these like acronyms and I didn't know what the acronyms meant. And I had to like Google all these acronyms. It was just, oh. So it's just like the neck plus the acronyms, you know, equals old lady. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Plus you don't. Yeah. 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 Sorry, Britt. <laughs> it was a, you know, it was a really, it was a tough go, but a good learning experience. I also think like, it's really funny because uh, I mean, there's some acronyms you and I, when we're talking a little bit, um, what was the one that you taught me? Uh, oh, TLDR. Oh, t- t- yeah. Okay. Yeah. T- so to be honest, you taught me TLDR. Which is too long, don't read, or didn't read. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Too long, didn't read. How is that an acronym? Brittany's like, that stands for toodly loo, darling racket. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. So I posted this on social media, and then someone was like, do you know what BRB means? And I was like, you know what? I just, of course I know what BRB means. I'm not... 80 years old, you know. That's been around since the... Um, MSN Messenger. MSN days, yeah. yeah. But, and those were our times, Brittany. That was our heyday, 12 and, to 13 years old, you know. And let's be honest, the, the reason you were using BRB or these like little acronyms was probably because like your mom or dad came in the room and you had to like quickly like shut, shut down MSN Messenger or something, you know what I mean? Yeah. You had or to you like... needed to go to the bathroom. Oh, <laughs> Well, that's also why people use it today. But yeah, I mean, I just felt like, you know, instead of saying T-Y, you could just write thank you, you know? I like to say thanks without the H <laughs> and with a few extra A's. And all caps. Longer. Yeah, yeah. I'll tell you all what caps. my favorite um, acronym used to be was R-O-F-L, ruffle, roll on the floor laughing. <laughs> Nobody that one was really doing that. No one, and no one, that one really didn't catch on. Like it was used for a while and then people just dropped it, didn't they? They were like, Let's bring no. it back, baby. Uh, we could. We Let's really ruffle could. Yeah. right now. <laughs> Roll on the floor laughing. Like that's, <laughs> I don't know if that's ever happened in my life. Um, that's funny. Anyway, yeah. So I'm just feeling old these days, uh, to be honest. TBH. Sorry about that. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, perfect. Um, yeah, I mean, like, I've just... Oh, uh, oh sorry, go on. No, I was just going to say, you know what else happened uh, today in Germany that I didn't realize? Um, they've now made it like absolutely mandatory to wear face masks in shops. Like it was kind of yeah. like before it was like, you have to do it, but no one's really doing it. And now like you go into a shop. I went into the grocery store today and I was like, oh my God, it's like everybody's doing it. It makes, actually yeah. makes wearing a mask a lot less weird, you know? Mm. They were actually, I went to the supermarket as well and they were stopping people if you, they weren't yeah. wearing a mask, which is great because Brittany got me a day last week and <laughs> it, uh, right. it has daisies on it and I look tres adorable. Uh, oh, for sure. I was just waiting for someone to stop me and ask me where I got my cute mask, but obviously uh, nobody's talking to each other, so... <laughs> That ain't going to happen. <laughs> That's the thing. Yeah. yeah. The casual conversations at the grocery store. Oh, yeah. Um, sorry we didn't have an episode last week. Sorry. Yeah. We have no excuse, except that we were both just like, oh, I don't want to. <laughs> It's funny, right? Like, I think that that's another thing. That's why we were really excited to do this episode on authenticity because last week we were just like, neither one of us was in the mood or had anything really to say. We were just like, Ugh. like, let's just. It's not yeah. that we were, yeah. It's not that we don't love doing the podcast. We just didn't feel like we had anything positive to contribute to the conversation. Yeah. And I think that like, it's, it's worth um, acknowledging that sometimes you, have a bad day or a bad week or, you know, you're not as productive or you're not as creative or whatever. And that's also okay. You know, I'm not to be so hard on myself all the time. Oh my God. God. I feel like in this crisis, I'm just getting easier and easier on myself. I'm just like, <laughs> oh, penny time feels like you need a nap. It's like 10 o'clock in the morning. Have a little morning nap. That's amazing. I a boiled egg. <laughs> Um, last night I did the same thing. I was like, I'm just going to do whatever I want to do. So I watched that, um, uh, Amazon prime series making the cut, which is just that one of those fashion, um, uh, it's Heidi Klum and, uh, Tim Gunn. Like what was the show used to be called? It was like runway project runway. So it's like re, yeah. yeah, So they're like kicking it off. Um, I just watched that and there's this girl on it who's from Berlin and she's, so Berlin and so cool. I was just like, God, this is why people think that I'm cool that I live in Berlin. It's because of people like her, you know, mm, she's out there. Lady. Yeah. Her name's Esther. She's awesome. But, uh, so I watched that. I drank rosé and I just freaking, you know, was like, it's okay. I kind of mm-hmm. clocked out of work a little bit early, you know, and I just said, fuck it, Brit. <laughs> My no time. Life. That's yeah, yellow. You only live once for the old lady in the back there. <laughs> for me. <laughs> YOLO. Anyway, yeah. So, um, yeah, that's where I'm at. Just watching really trashy television as well. Well, I know what I'll be doing tonight. That sounds like a great show. Um, last night, me and my friend got kind of drunk. Uh, we found out that the place near my house that does, uh, it usually has like a happy hour margarita thing every day, which is like five till seven and the margaritas are five euros, but now they're putting them in bottles. So they're huge. So we got a flipping bunch of margaritas and got hella drunk, inappropriately drunk. And it was like 11 o'clock at night and we were listening to music, and I was like, we need to lay on the floor for this. And so we lay on the floor and listened to music, and it was really fun. And now Cute. I have a Z hangover on Z Wednesday. 
Oh, I'll tell you though, margaritas can really give you those hangovers in a bad oh, way. Yeah. 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 It was you. worth it though. I love a mug. Oh, me too. And I've missed them. I don't know how to make them at home. They're they're yeah, it's I mean, it's not complicated, but I think to make a good one, it's not that easy, you know? Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. We're yeah. after all spritz gals at home. Oh yeah. You pour yeah. and you pour and you pour, and then it's done. It's super easy. Open yeah. the bottle, get the get the liquid in the glass. That's it. The key is not too much Aperol, a mistake that I've made many times. Ooh, tot. Oh my, it's very (laughs) aggressive. (laughs) This episode is dedicated to authenticity, whatever the bleep that means, right? (laughs) Um, It's actually kind of funny. It's like become such a buzzword lately. Everybody's like, you have to be authentic, be authentic. You can't not be authentic. Like it's, it's really uh, like there's TED talks everywhere about it. People are making flipping social media posts about it. I just did one recently. Um, (laughs) And um, basically I think it's kind of interesting to start this episode by giving a little description, a little definition of authenticity. So this is like several, this is several definitions kind of packed into one. But what I found was authenticity is about presence, living in the moment with conviction and confidence and staying true to yourself. Hmm. Authentic. Yeah. Interesting, right? Mm -hmm. So authentic is defined as not false or copied, genuine, real. And then another little definition, which is also good, is uh, representing one's true nature or beliefs, true to oneself or to the person identified. Cool. That's really Thoughts? interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, like, I think the the word authenticity in the workplace, like in the context that we're talking about it, is kind of synonymous with being yourself, which I think is where it all gets a bit muddy. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, How so much yeah, of that's yourself. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> not, not too much, thanks. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think, uh, yeah, cool. Yeah. I, th- I guess I agree with that. But it, what we'll be discussing as well is like, how authentic should you be in the workplace? Um, is it useful? You know, like what does yeah. it mean you? Like we'll be kind of going down a, a little path there. So yeah. yeah. And we're going to also talk about it in terms of like social media as well. Um, and that whole thing, that whole can of worms, which will be super interesting. Um, yeah. I think for me, like right off the bat, I find um, being authentic is an interesting idea in general in life because I find that there to be this sort of conflict between being my authentic self but also being or but also striving to be like a better version of myself and always you know what I mean so there's like Mm. these two conflicting like you have to kind of marry those two things at some point um Mm. because I don't want to be yeah like I always want to also you know, there's these thoughts where you're like, oh, I, w- I kind of want to be the type of person who would do this kind of thing or would say those things or would, yeah, I don't know. And it's, it, I find that kind of interesting to think about. Yeah. I think that's a really good point actually, because like you're being yourself um, is a weird concept in itself because it's like, I think that you and I have different selves and I think everyone has different selves for different occasions um, in public and in private. It's, and also your self changes, like you're an ever-growing organism, you, you evolve, you get better, you get worse, like things happen. And so you're kind of like 
when people say be yourself and I'm like, which one? Like what which self <laughs> totally. would you like me to be? And in reality, I think what they want is like a, an unscripted and unpolished version of a professional person. Like I think authenticity as a workplace trend came from like uh, companies where they were like, okay, well, everyone wears a suit and they talk in all this corporate jargon and everyone's kind of sick of it and it doesn't really ring true. And I think it's a branding thing as well. Like brands had to become more authentic in order to speak to their customers a bit better. So it kind of came from a good place, but at the same time, it's like, well, yeah, I, I've always found it really inaccessible because myself is like, my authentic self is not necessarily like, this very socially acceptable self. Like I'm kind of, I can be really cynical. I can be very critical. I can be quite weird and sometimes dark. And I don't think some of those things are really suitable for the workplace. So I've always Mm -hmm. felt just a little left out by the authenticity thing, you know? That's super interesting. I think that I, I love the point about having different selves and I I absolutely have those selves. And I think it's really funny because I will be a certain way, like actually thinking about um, in terms of kind of like uh, how I am on a stage, whether I'm doing comedy, um, you know, I'll do, I'll do a set at a comedy show and then come off stage and someone comes up and wants to talk or whatever. There's this really weird feeling because because they feel like they know who I am because they saw me on the stage and they want me to be that same person somehow. But I'm like, oh yeah. no, that's that's just actually like a version of my. That's not how I. That's a performance. Yeah, exactly. And that's at work. I think it's very similar, you know, like Mm. you don't, you want to be true to who you are as in true to your values and, you know, your beliefs and you want to um, show a bit of personality, of course. But I find it really interesting these days because I'm finding now that I'm, you know, into my thirties and working with people who are fresh out of university, when I work with them, I can see I don't know. I would love your opinion on this. I can Mm. see that they, I think, are really struggling to find Mm. like what is a professional version of myself versus just like my who I am with my friends. And I find that happening a lot actually now. Mm. And I think it might be because of, I mean, social media probably. Yeah. I think I definitely went through that transition. And I think it's Mm. a part of your growth as a person. Like, there were definitely times in my my early career where I'd misjudge the line between how much of myself I could bring to a conversation um, and I'd make a bad joke or something and everyone would be like, what the hell was that? <laughs> I'm like, I mean, it's kind of like your dead baby joke. Like, am I allowed to make a dead baby joke at this corporate function? No, absolutely not. Absolutely like, <laughs> not. Yeah. Yeah, it's um, funny. Yeah. I just, I, okay. So maybe it is more about just this kind of growing, growing experience, but I just, I don't ever remember. I was always so nervous in professional environments when I was younger that I would like never say anything. Like I would mm. never think to tell an inappropriate joke, even if I thought it wasn't that inappropriate, but you know, because I was just so, to me, the, 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 the definition was so clear that when you're at work, you're this way and you, you speak properly and you, you know, you don't laugh and goof around too much. And then when you're at home, you can really be yourself, you know? Yeah. Okay. I see what you're saying a lot more now. Sorry. I think I misinterpreted you, misinterpreted you the first time, but yes, a hundred percent. I know exactly what you mean. Like back in our day, you, when you're a junior person, you shut up, yeah. you do a really fucking good job. 
and that's it. Like that's all yeah. anybody wants from you. They don't want any personality whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. Um, but now I see, yeah, I definitely see kids kind of running around and like bringing a little bit too much personality and not enough competence, which brings me to a point. Yeah. That, did you listen to that Adam Grant? Thing? I sure did. Yeah. All right. It was quite good. Yeah. Um, obviously he's very good at his job. Um, but there's this guy called Adam Grant. He's like a work uh, psychologist or work prof- – he, he studies work um, and he has a great podcast. And basically he was talking about authenticity and how it only works if you've already proven your competence. So nobody wants like – nobody wants to know how you feel about something unless you've shown them that you have a – you've earned the right to have an opinion on it. Does that make sense? A hundred percent. When I heard them say that, I was just like, of course. So clap, huh? (laughs) Yeah, because it's like, that's why some people can really bring a lot of personality because they've already proven to their team and to everybody else in the company, they know what they're doing. So they, you know, they they have the credibility to like open it up a little bit and be a little more... Yeah, exactly. it makes yeah, you've got to earn that trust and you've got to gain credibility before you can start kind of getting more involved with other aspects of work, I guess, including authenticity. Um, yeah, yeah and, and I think one thing, like when it comes to the younger or even just actually, I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even segregate them as a, you know, as a, a bracket, but mm-hmm. just in general, I think Brittany people- hates young people. She's <laughs> an old lady. I'm an old woman. I'm an old um, woman. I think people are genu- genuinely con- confusing- you know, authenticity um, with being unprofessional. Like they're yeah. sort of seeing those two things as this, like, oh, I can, if I can be authentic, that means that I can just be unprofessional. And mm. there's definitely, that is definitely not the case. And there mm. needs to be like a clear distinction, I think, between those two things. Yeah. And I would even go so far to say that um, if you're going to throw in like, I guess, what could be called authentic elements, like potentially swear words, or you're going to dress a little bit more casual, or you're going to inject more personality into your conversations that you're having at work, then you might even have to perform at a higher level. You might, because you're really like, you're going to confuse the message in that point to some extent. Um, And I was saying to my friend the other day, like the luxury of getting to a point in your career where you're considered to be like a senior operator um, is that you do get to like have a bit more autonomy in the decisions you make and you get to say no to things and you get to like direct the conversation a little bit more. But this is only something that's happened for me in the last couple of years. Like before that I was very focused on just getting really fucking good at my job. (laughs) Um, Yeah, that's a really good point. I think mm -hmm. that that's something that people also get confused when you're a little bit more junior. You see other people, you know, it's like, oh, why can he make this inappropriate joke, but I can't make it. And it's like, there's a difference. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Also, I think that authenticity is not really available to everyone equally. Like, yeah. for example, I think it's highly gendered. Like men, men who are in leadership positions, and it's my experience just watching men in leadership positions can be very like quirky and kooky and they can swear and they can dress down and they can kind of like be their very eccentric selves. Whereas women in leadership positions are almost more hyper-professional and bring less of themselves 
um, they want to be less sucks. human. Don't, don't you think so? That's what I, I told. I totally think so. Yeah. yeah. I've, yeah. I've worked under a couple of uh, women and, and obviously this is not a criticism of them. It's just the world that we live in, but they have been like, these women in leadership positions have almost been like robotic in the way that they deal with people um, and in the way that they get the work done. And they're, they're ultra professional because yeah. they don't want to risk anything. They don't want to be called unhinged or crazy or unreliable or whatever. So there's definitely an element of like privilege to this whole authenticity conversation. And it would definitely be, um, you know, I would prefer to be called um, robotic or, you know, like, oh, she's such a robot versus being called crazy, you know, like, yeah, right. Yeah. Personally. For sure. Yeah. That's just how I see that. Um, yeah. That's, that's a really great point. It's not available to everyone equally. So then being authentic at work, like how do we, like, I think, okay, another, actually something that I wanted to talk about is. Um, your workplace actually allowing for authenticity is also yeah. kind of a key component, right? It's like, you can't just storm into any office and be like, wow, here I am, you know, being authentic. It actually needs to be, um, uh, yeah, something like a value of, of the company you're working at. So don't think that yeah. you can just go in and go for it. Yeah, and that's, that's an interesting point because I think as well in certain roles, uh, this concept of authenticity is more welcome. Like, for example, if you work in an advertising agency and you're one of the creatives, that's where people want to see personality. Whereas if you're an account manager, less personality. Yeah. Um, and I think like one of the great things that came out of this Adam Grant podcast, which I'm just repurposing here, but we'll link it in the show notes, um, is the idea that like, if you're thinking about authenticity, there has to be a reason for it. It's not about like, you just getting to be yourself at work. Like there has to be an actual purpose for it. And I think that purpose for me sometimes is building trust. Like if people feel like I'm being honest with them and relatable and frank, that helps to build trust. But if you are too focused on being yourself, then you're not focused on anyone else. So sometimes mm -hmm. like it's super important to be like, what's more important for me right now to crack a joke in a meeting or to try and like bring some comic flair to something or whatever, or is it more important for me to sit here and listen and figure out how I might help my colleagues? Oh my God, exactly. Just because yeah. you identify as being like the class clown, doesn't mean you should be sitting there cracking jokes constantly. Another thing also in that kind of like meeting scenario when you're working with a team, um, let's say, you, you know, a teammate brings up an idea that you very authentically despise. <laughs> you hate it, right? I like you that phrase. I yeah. authentically despise this. <laughs> you think it's terrible. I mean, you know, if, if you're just on this like full path to authenticity, you might be very inclined to just like reject it, be totally open and honest about how you feel about it. Whereas that's probably not the right idea, right? That's not the right uh, way to go, right? Mm. So, um, you know, you need to kind of pick and choose your battles 
also how you approach things. Just because you authentically, you know, hate this idea doesn't mean that's how you should approach it, right? You can you can um, still address it and still stay true, you know, to to who you are and to um, what you think about it. But it needs to be you need to stay professional and also think about other people, right? And yeah. keeping people motivated, keeping people, yeah, excited to work with you. You don't want to be the person nobody wants to work with, right? Something that I think Brittany and I have both experienced, in fact, I know we've both both experienced it, but uh, is the idea that sometimes at work, someone's going to do something and you're just going to think it's absolutely ridiculous. Um, <laughs> and I think it's, uh, and I, I'm not... Uh, I'm not speaking from experience here because I'm pretty bad at like controlling my face. And if I think something's ridiculous, my face will do something. And I'm like, oh no, everybody knows now. Yeah. I hate this idea. But um, if you're like me, uh, I would recommend like thinking about how, what's a way that I can challenge this idea without being overly authentic, without just thinking about how much I hate it and start thinking about why it's objectively potentially not a great approach. That would be my advice. And that's like the benefit of hindsight there because I'm pretty crap at that. Um. (laughs) That's such a great point. Um, Yeah, absolutely. It's like juggling this kind of authenticity authenticity and also being sort of... um, uh, Yeah, what was the word you used? Yeah, helpful. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Great point. Um, I've got a question for you, Britt. Shoot. I literally just saw today um, someone in my network posted a post saying that they haven't been posting lately because they didn't want to be inauthentic. So they've just Mm. kind of gone offline. And I was like, this is the garbage of social media because I know I do this too. Like if nothing great's happening in my life, then you probably won't see anything about it on Instagram or Facebook or whatever. Mm -hmm. But um, if it is great, then I'll put something up. And it's like, that's this, I think that that's a sort of authenticity people are actually craving a little bit on social media. Like I actually feel terrible today. I'm miserable. I feel, you know, like bloated. I have a headache. I got fired, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So I have, um, yeah, I have some thoughts around this. This is a super interesting topic to me because I tend to do the same thing that this person was doing, right? Like Mm -hmm. um, even the past week I was feeling really like low and just annoyed and just, I didn't want to do much. And that meant that I just, I wasn't like, it, it just actually meant that I wasn't like taking photos or taking videos or doing anything that I would, you know, really want to share. And, um, and so there, there's, I think there's something to be said for both, because for me, when I am not feeling positive and energetic, I just don't feel like being on social media. Like, I just don't want to be there. I don't want to, and I, and I especially, I mean, this is another point. I especially don't want to be there because everyone's always talking about the wonderful things and amazing things they're doing. Yeah. That just makes me feel worse. So I try to avoid it at all costs if I'm feeling somewhat, you know, sad or anxious. Um, And then that's the other thing, right? Because people, when I, I'll see friends or colleagues or, um, you know, old colleagues or something in real life and they'll be like, wow, you know, it seems like everything's going really good because they can see everything that I'm posting on social media and they're like, everything's going great. Everything's wonderful. And I mean, things are good generally, you know, but it doesn't mean that, you know, I don't have 
bad days or that I'm mm. not, su- that I'm super happy and content with exactly where my life is. That's not necessarily true. It's like, it's, it's just so funny. And, I, and then I always realize I'm like, oh, I'm really, I'm not being totally authentic on social yeah. media. Yeah. And I'm mean, like, I don't think anyone is. So I don't think it's no. down to one person. That's true. That's true. I had a friend say to me once like, oh, it'll work out for you. Don't worry. It always does. And I was like, oh, that's hilarious. Like, do you actually think that things always work out for me? Like a good proportion of things, of course, they don't work out for me. And also when things do work out, working really hard to make that happen. You know, like it's not, nothing's fallen into my lap here. Um, And it was just interesting. I was like, is this a is this the image that I'm putting out there? On like, I don't think I'm mm. that bad. I hope I'm not that bad at like glamorizing my life on Instagram. But I think yeah. you're actually really good at um, sharing the like you you not often, but you will um, also share if you're feeling kind of shitty or a thought that you have that's you know not necessarily a really positive one. Um, and I think that's really great and, and what people really love about, about, you know, you on social media, because they really feel like they're oh, actually nice. getting a piece of penny, you know, the real penny, penny. piece of the penny pie. Who doesn't um, want a piece? <laughs> yeah. And I think that ties back into like the authenticity thing. Like I really don't, I'm not like, I read things and I'm like, oh, this deeply depresses me or I feel yeah. I feel really sad about this or I feel like someone's disappointed me or let me down. And it's like that you don't bring all of that to every person all of the time. Like yeah. you don't bring that to work. You don't say, oh, how was your weekend? Well, if I'm being completely authentic, you know, <laughs> totally. I overcooked my schnitzel sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> Extremely yeah. German. I think there's another thing like I've, I've, I've talked about this before, um, and I, I, I sort of do struggle because I don't actually love it when people are too authentic. I'm putting yeah. that in, in little uh, bunny ears, air yeah. quotes. Um, mm-hmm. On social media, like, I think that if you have a message, if you have something negative to say, but you have like a message around it, or there's, you know, you're, you're sharing something that's really personal, but there's like a reason why you're sharing it, then that is um, great. I love that. The thing that that I don't love is when people are just sharing like really dark things from their life. Yeah. And it just doesn't seem like there's a reason behind it other than them just sort of being a martyr or whatever. Yeah. 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 It almost feels like exploitation. And I know, you know, I don't know. I really struggle with this because on one side, I'm like, you shouldn't always, you know, you don't always have to be happy and post everything that's really positive. But also I'm like... I think oversharing is becoming a bit of a problem as well. Yeah. And actually that's something that um, Adam Grant said on the podcast. He said that you have to have boundaries as well. Like there are certain things that you should keep to yourself because that's a healthy thing to do. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I I think Brene Brown said something about this too. She said that, uh, what did she say? Vulnerability without boundaries is just, it's not vulnerability. It's not going right. to help you at all. It's um, it's almost like psychotic. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's too far. Did I take it yeah. too far? A little psychotic. Just a little everybody's psych- got a little teensy. baby psycho inside. Well, that is true. Especially I mean, me. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Especially little pen dog. Mm-hmm. Anytime. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I also um, have been thinking a lot about, so Penny and I got um, this really wonderful compliment um, from a friend of ours who said, you know, she said, I just love how, you know, authentic you guys are online, on social media, because when, you know, you're not, you don't seem like, seem like you're hiding or pretending to be something you're not. And I thought that is such a wonderful compliment because it Mm. is kind of cool to be able to be, you know, at least a version of yourself, um, you know, in public on social media (gasps) channels. Oh my God. Sorry. Oh my God. God. That Jed? Yes. Fucking Jed. Jed. Honestly. (laughs) I thought someone was coming to murder you. What would I? I Oh my God. Could you imagine if like over Zoom? On Zoom? Oh my god. <laughs> recorded as well. I think all of that in, by the way. It's recorded. Um, that was ridiculous. My friend really scared snuck me. up on me and scared the flipping shite out of me. <laughs> that's, all, that's my authentic response. Yeah, exactly. There you go. Um, what was I talking about? Basically, just Sorry. about being. Yeah, being authentic on social media is, um, it's a scary thing to do, especially if your uh, colleagues or your managers or your clients are following you. But I think it's something that um, I'm a big believer in at least being a version of yourself there and maybe Mm -hmm. not letting it all out, but also showing people who you are, right? Like, I love the idea that my clients... Um, most of them anyways, not all the time, but most of them kind of have an idea of who I am and what I'm about and a little bit about my personality before we actually even step into the room together or on yeah. a Zoom call. Um, yeah. And I, I think that's great. Tool for sure. Yeah. Yeah. But mm. I think that, but it's tricky finding that line, mm. right? How authentic should you be? You want to show mm. who you are, but you don't want to overstep or share too much. So yeah. Yeah. Actually, I was talking to a friend recently and she was telling me about uh, she had some like issues at work where basically she eventuated in telling her boss that she wanted to have a mental health day. And this has turned into a very funny story, actually. And basically she took this mental health day um, and she's sort of suffered from depression for like years and she's like had troubles with it and so on. Uh, and so she comes back from this mental health day and the boss like recommends some podcasts to her on stoicism and stoicism is a school of thought from many many years ago and it means that basically you have to accept that life is going to be difficult and just move on with it which is Mm -hmm. helpful sometimes but not at all helpful with depression yeah so basically unfortunately by being authentic and by being quite honest she opened herself up to a really uncomfortable dynamic where her white male boss who had never faced any real adversity in his life, according to her, mm-hmm. um, was giving her advice on how to deal with her issues and oh, kind of no. getting a little bit too involved. And she's like, how do I tell him to back off? Like, this is oh, not my helping God. Um, And so I think when it comes to like trying to figure out whether you should be honest about stuff at work, you have to be very, very careful because first of all, there's like, there's stigmas that exist to this day very heavily, especially yeah. around mental health. And secondly, like my my philosophy is like you never ever want to give anyone ammunition to use something against you. So like as far as they like every workplace I've ever had, like as far as they know, everything's great for me. 
I don't really want them to be like, well, you know, I know you're having problems at home or, you know, yeah. I know you might want to get pregnant soon or, you know, like, yeah. oh my I just God. want to be yeah. a neutral party basically. Yeah. Because the other thing is like, you, you have to remember that even if people are trying not to have a bias towards you or, or trying not to, you know, like um, consciously, they're trying not to treat you a certain way based on yeah. information you gave them. They just will because yes. it's, it's unconscious. It's unconscious. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And also they might think I'm just trying to be helpful when in fact they're either yeah. robbing you of an opportunity or they're subconsciously punishing you or something like that. So, I, I mean, like I adopt mostly a robot woman stance. As well. <laughs> beep, Penny's beep, beep, beep. robot. That's, by the way, that is completely not true. You're not robotic at all. You probably, you probably have the most personality in an office, any office that I've been in. I'll tell you a little more than anyone can handle. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like people really, it's really interesting working with Penny because people really, really, it's almost like they're like starved for people just being a little bit more real. You know what I mean? So you can work with that a little bit. People really love when you are a little, you know, you give them a little bit of something that maybe they weren't expecting or, you know, Mm. a little story that, um, might surprise them or make them feel a little bit closer to you. Like that is great to do. Mm. And it's a great way to connect with people. And I think you're really good at that. Thank you very much. But I'm just having a flashback to this time where Brittany, oh my God, this is so embarrassing. What did I do? Me and Brittany, no, it was embarrassing for me because you're oh, okay. a normal professional person and I'm <laughs> a lunatic. But basically we were uh, running a workshop together and, and I was like, oh, my God, guess what Brittany saw the other day? Oh, my God. <laughs> I saw a dead body. And then for some reason, I burst out laughing. Like, and then I couldn't stop. And everyone in this workshop is looking at me. They're like, you're laughing about a dead person? And I'm like, no, 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 I'm not laughing at that. I'm laughing at the fact that I feel very inappropriate right now. <laughs> that I just announced to the workshop. I just got really excited about the fact that Brittany saw a dead body. Okay. I so did. that was too authentic, guys. Yeah, way that was authentic. too far. It was way too far. By the way, I would tell the dead body story, but it's actually just not that interesting. Yeah. I think um, we've so also talked about it on the pod before. Probably, probably. I probably eked it out of you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That is, that is funny. Yeah. So there is like, even Penny crosses the line every now and again. Oh yeah. (laughs) I'm way over the edge. Yeah. So don't get too down on yourself if you happen to, you know, take it a little too far one time or another. But one thing worth mentioning, I think before, you know, uh, another thing that is kind of interesting is, and I've felt this before, is if you are being like, not being yourself and not being authentic and just sort of you're having to fake, you know, mm-hmm. it in some way, um, you will at some point just break down and lash out or have a burnout or whatever. Like that yeah. will happen. So, you know, it's something worth considering as well for your own mental health to uh, be a little bit more. That's a fucking good point, Britt, because I think that if you're being inauthentic to the point where you're def- uh, you're going against your values as a person, that's when you'll start to be like, people A, will know. Like I've done this before where I've been like, oh, that's a great idea. Yes, let's rob our customers of money and lie to them. Um, yeah. And everyone's like, I don't believe you. And I'm like, well, <laughs> you know, like. <laughs> but I'm here. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I fully support you. I'm here yeah. with the team. 
Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean, like you've got to make sure that you're thinking about like what feels right to you in terms of your personal ethics and your your moral code. Absolutely. Otherwise yeah. you'll get a small, low-level drinking problem or something and nobody wants one of those. Right? Mm-hmm. So one of those, even when there's no pandemic, right? Because <laughs> yeah. everyone has the one of those right work now. spritz. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> Going well, into work with awful. a spritz in the water bottle. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, you don't want that. So definitely, I think that's worth considering. Um, just, you know, adding a little dose of the, of the authenticity. Did you have your seven questions, Bert? Oh my God. Yeah. This is how we're going to end the pod. Let's just do you. Okay. I think this will be more fun. You love... Okay. Fine. Yeah. (laughs) I just love asking many questions. Okay. (laughs) So this is like the seven traits of an authentic person. So we're about to find out if Penny is authentic. So Penny, um, do you have a realistic perception of reality? (laughs) What? (laughs) What the fuck? Um, I hope so. I, I hope so. Do. I think you do. Okay. Yeah. okay. Um, are you accepting of yourself and of other people? I'm very accepting of myself. I mm-hmm. don't really accept most other people. <laughs> no, I accept. I actually am. Pref- pre- uh, yeah, I'm super accepting, even though yeah. I might pretend to judge you. I'm secretly accepting. I would you. say you're not judgmental at all, actually. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I would, just, I would give that one a check mark. Um, number three, are you thoughtful? Uh, it's, is it? Yeah, I think I am. Definitely. Do you think I am? I yes, think. definitely. <laughs> um, this is an interesting one. That's number sounded... four, uh, do you have a non-hostile sense of humor? <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't, I, mean, call yes. your, I wouldn't call your your sense of humor hostile. I mean, none of the faces I pull or the voices I do are hostile, but there there are moments. But everybody's got to everybody's in a little hostility. little brutality. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, do you feel like you're able to express your emotions freely and clearly? Yes, I yeah. think so. Yeah. Good. And are you open to learning from your mistakes? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I'd be pretty screwed if I wasn't. <laughs> okay, yeah. last question. Oh, boy. Um, do you understand what motivates you? Yes. Cool. Yes. Well, I mean, seven out of Does seven. Does that make Penny, me authentic? You're an authentic person, <laughs> you lucky devil. Oh, oh Lord. Watch out, world. I knew it. Yeah, watch <laughs> out because Penny's going to give you guys some, some serious authentic Authentic pen, as we like to call it. <laughs> the oh real Lord. penny time. Oh, Lord. Okay. Oh, man. That was fun, though. I actually liked that. That was good. Yeah, me too. So, Britt, uh, have you seen the movie You've Got Mail? Have I seen it? Only about a thousand times. I've seen it a thousand times as well. Even though <laughs> I'm one of those people that forgets everything that happens in movies every single time. So every right. new time is a novelty. And I'm like, oh no, this, you know, like it's that's ridiculous. So, that's so lucky. Yeah, I know. It's one of my best qualities as a person. My other two <laughs> best qualities are that I'm not allergic to any foods. And also I don't get motion sickness. Oh my God. I have both of those qualities as well. I mean, you really don't think about the things that you're lucky for, but it's true. I'm not really glad I'm not allergic. It's pretty fab. So what about You Got Mail? You watched oh, it sorry. recently? We digressed. <laughs> so I watched it recently. Um, I was having a bit... So I watched it about two two weeks ago and I was like, 
having a bit of a shitty time because basically like my feeling was, because I haven't been working, I basically decided to use coronavirus as a staycation. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I basically was like, I think I hate my job, even though when I, when I was doing my job, I loved it. And I was like, what is going on? What the hell is going on? I don't understand. And I had this real dread about going back to work. But then I watched You Got Mail, and this is a real classic Penny moment, like watching a romantic comedy from 1994 and having a major epiphany. But I realised, like, (laughs) I realised that, like, the stuff that I'm really interested in and the stuff that I love about work are human interactions. Oh, my God, yes. Like, I love sitting across the table from a client and, like, helping them with something and seeing their faces understand what I'm saying and like get excited about how that's going to change things for them or, um, you know, like yeah. it gives me uh, and solving problems and listening to them and encouraging them. Like I really miss encouraging people. Um, I, I'm going to start a hotline. You can just call me and I'll give you a pep talk. But yeah, it was, and having that separated from my life, I was like, oh, well, I hate my job. Because objectively, if you're just doing it without the people, then it sucks. Um, But yeah, now now I'm actually really pumped about going back to work um, because I'll actually get to work with some people and that will be very nice. Yeah. Meg Ryan is pretty great as well. (laughs) I mean, Meg Ryan and Tom Hanks are pretty much the best. I mean, Tom Hanks, I'm like massive, massive He's super adorable. Oh, yeah. Rick was pretty stressed when he got coronavirus. Honestly, I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure what I was going to do if uh, if Corona got him. Honestly, that would have been if Corona gets David Attenborough, I'm going to have to take a few mental health days. Oh, I mean, if anything takes him, frankly, what the hell are we going to do? No, it's all a hypothetical. Okay, good. Um, yeah. yeah, no, I, I 100%, 100% agree with you. This is why I've been feeling so unmotivated lately because even on Zoom calls, you know, it's not the same. No, it is it's not, really not the same. Like people, I know people are really excited about this whole remote working thing and I'm excited that we've proven that like a lot more people can work from home and we don't have to, you know, lug ourselves into the office all the time. But the other thing is actually like, we do need to have human contact regularly. Like being in the same room, having a bit of an energy exchange, you know, people are talking, people are laughing, maybe even touch someone's shoulder. Oh my God. You know, like I've just, like I miss it so much. So Mm. I'm with you. Well, next on my list is, uh, I want to listen to an episode of the Adam Grant, I think it's called Housework or Work Life or something. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Um. He's got an episode about loneliness, uh, and I think that's going to be really good because I caught a preview of it, and they were saying that uh, you can have a 40-second interaction with someone, and that will make you feel less lonely. 40 seconds. Wow. So I think that, I can't wait to listen to that. I'll put that in the show notes um, so that we can try and figure out Ooh, we can ways all- to like feel more connected. Yeah, we can all listen to it, and then next episode we can talk about it briefly. Aw, like a book club, but it's a podcast. (laughs) A pod club. Very cool. Very, very cool. Um, Thank you so much, everyone, for listening to this episode. Yes, we authentically loved your company. (laughs) We did. We do. We're uh, we're trying to keep it authentic on here. Um, We hear that's what you guys like. So we'll keep it coming. 
Um, this is probably where I am, like in terms of publicly on social media wise, this is definitely where I'm my most authentic, I would say. Where? Here on our pod. Oh, on the pod. Okay. Sorry. I was like, what? In the closet? <laughs> For some I mean, reason I thought you closet. meant physically where. Oh, okay. no. Sorry. Gotcha. On the pod. On the pod. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. Should have been more clear about that. Any hoodle. Have a wonderful week, everybody. And remember, don't be a dick. <laughs> exactly. Do not Far be out. We're professional. It's really just too much. Far out, Brussels sprout. <laughs> don't try and do my favorite. Far out, Brussels sprout. No, uh, Vanessa. Totally wrong. We could have over, better, over, Vanessa. better, better, <laughs> Vanessa. Over. Okay, stop. Oh All God. right. Okay. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm stopping my recording. <laughs>